up, everyone? Welcome back to the In The Round podcast. You got Matt and Tyler. We're getting ready for a night out. We're doing a night recording, Ty. Uh, something that we haven't done yeah, yet. this is weird. This is weird, uh, but I kind of like it because after this, we're going to be heading over to Whiskey Jam for what's going to be an awesome night of music. We'll talk a little bit about that later. But right now, we have one of my best friends, uh, one of our best friends, Tyler, a guy that uh, we've, that I've, one of the first guys I got to know when I first moved here to town. And, hey, uh, are you going to do that shot or not? <laughs> and uh, and he's he's about and he's he's about to take a shot of uh, some nice calcium hey, protein filled. Hey, I got I got a milk. cheers right here for you. Here's to the ones that wish us well, and the ones that don't go straight to hell. <laughs> it's our buddy Ethan Willis. Ethan, how the hell you doing, homie? As you throw back that milk shot. I'm doing great, man. How are y'all? Doing great, and uh, something that's really cool. Uh, getting the wide, getting to know you for a little bit. You got you got it going on right now. Like you got the single that's going to be hitting when this airs on. This is airing next Monday. Yeah. So the single will have been out for three days. Warmer than whiskey. You rocked bus call. You had your first live band <laughs> show here in Nashville. You're starting to put a lot of pieces together. You seem like you're writing every day, and and life is just good. Years of working on this, yep. and 2019. I remember you telling me right around New Year's, you're like, "Hey, come here." Be the year. You're like, "Hey, come here," and I'm like, "What's up, man?" And I just started getting to know you, and you're like, 2019 is going to be my fucking year. Nope. And I'm like, okay, man, 2019, let's see what happens. Even like whenever we were on the Florida trip, he was like, yo, 2019 is going to be all of our year. Yeah. Oh, know? yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, 2019 really has been a great year for you so far. So let's get a little background on you. You're from Philly, not the Philly I'm used to. Right. Get it right. Get Philadelphia, it right. Mississippi. Get it That's right. And uh, how would you describe Philadelphia, Mississippi? What was it like growing up down there? It's a one-stop mom and pop shop baby it's you got everything from catfish to freaking pine trees to red dirt to probably some of the best biscuits you've ever had in your life <laughs> oh i believe it and um, I've, I've been wanting to get down there to mississippi but i feel like mississippi is a huge part of your your, your influences i mean a lot of people write about where they grow up and you had the opportunity to grow up in a few in a few different places, primarily Mississippi. You right. also lived in Memphis, right? Right. And then you lived in the Nashville area. Yeah, like the whole like timeline of that. So <clears throat> born and raised. I was born in Meridian, Mississippi. Raised in Philadelphia, Mississippi. And um, spent uh, six and a half years with my father here in Nashville. Lived out on Leaper's Fork. Actually grew up with the Bethard. So I know I grew up with yeah. Tucker Bethard and... Um, Spent about six and a half years here, moved back to uh, to Mississippi, and then moved to Memphis. Lived in Memphis for, I don't even know the timeline, like the the amount of years, but lived in Memphis. That's where I met the um, the girl that I had my son with. And then I just recently moved back to pursue songwriting, which we'll get. I know we'll get more into it with my dad and stuff. Yeah. So. How long have you been back here in Nashville? Because I actually don't know this. How long have you... When did you move back from Memphis? Oh, shit, I spilled my milk. You're fine, buddy. It's just milk. Just Dave and Jake's couch. Who cares? Don't cry over spilled milk. <laughs> um, I moved back in May of 2017. Okay, so you're still pretty fresh on, on this timeline back. And now... Where would you say the music and the songwriting really started? Was it in Mississippi? Was it in Memphis? Was it growing up around guys like the Bethards? And obviously your dad, we can talk about that a little bit. I mean... Some 90s country stuff. You know, I was always raised around it. Um, my dad was... Um, he was a lead guitar player in a gospel quartet in Mississippi called the Believers Quartet. They toured the nation and played the World's Fair... 
Like they represented Mississippi in the World's Fair. Wow. And um, so I, I knew I knew about music then when I was younger. But when I moved to Nashville, that's when I really, really picked up wanting to do it. You know, I lived in Leapers Fort, went to Hillsborough Elementary and Middle School, and they had a program there called Kids on Stage. And they taught you photography, songwriting, guitar, bass guitar, how to get in a studio and make tracks. Like, they taught you everything. Yeah. And they did a summer camp every year. And, I, of course, I went to the summer camp because, dude, that was the cool thing to do. You know, you could get in a band in the summer camp. You practice for two weeks. And then at the end, they had this thing called Hillstock where all the bands got together. And we had this huge concert. Dude, we were all trying to impress all the girls there, you know? <laughs> so, I mean, it was... That, that's really where I fell in love with music was when I went to Hillsborough. That okay. was that's it, like the greatest years of my life. Yeah, and now growing up down here, something I've learned a lot of people grow up with with the gospel, Christian rock kind of influence. We're on the buckle of the Bible belt for crying out loud. Absolutely. But also country and things like that. For you, musical influences. What'd you grow up uh, jamming to? Oh, dude, just a whole array of things. So um, huge fan of Pink Floyd. Huge fan of Boston. Uh, Leonard Skinner, obviously, you're yeah. from Mississippi, you better be a fan of Kind of in the handbook, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's I'm just from book. the South, though, in general. Like everybody. Right, exactly. Yeah, but you especially know. You know this, you're from Bama. Yeah, yeah. It's, <laughs> you know like, it's like one of those things, like, you know, before you know who Leonard Skinner is, like, you hear them. 100%. Yeah. And, and, like, the countryside of it, Keith Whitley, Ricky Skaggs, he was a little bit on the uh, bluegrass side, but um, my dad had a I also had a bluegrass side, so that was, and Dad was a songwriter here in Nashville in the '90s. So I heard everything from red dirt to traditional country to bluegrass. I literally grew up around it all. So you remember the first song that I know this is this could be a tough question. First song that you heard where you're like, I want to do that style of music. The first country song that made you want to be like, I want to be a country singer. I, I want to do the songwriting thing. Do you remember which one, or one in particular that? You were like, I want to do this. This is fucking sweet. Oh, gosh, man. That's a tough question. The one song that comes to mind would be um, White Lightning, George Jones. Yeah. That old school that, and you hear it on Broadway every now and then with certain bands. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it's always like one of those. If you're things. in AJ's or, any, or, or yeah, Roberts, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. going to hear why. Yeah. I've heard it at Whiskey Row before, like multiple times. <laughs> yeah, we heard it on the day, yeah. on the day shifts, dude. They go, they go in on yeah, it. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Uh, Jamie Michael will do it every now and then. Yeah. Yep. And uh, there's a couple other bands that will do it if they get requested it. And I've heard really good renditions of it. I yeah. think I've heard Henry Martin do it one time. <laughs> Oh, Henry up there doing it. But that's what we would call an OG banger. Like, that's oh, yeah, just absolutely. one that back in the day kind of shaped, shaped country music and stuff. Now, with your writing that you're doing now, you're doing this thing full tilt, man. You're going balls to the wall, and it seems like trying you're writing. To. I'm writing trying to. When did you make the decision to get back into writing, and what made you want to do that? Um, so I played the whole West Tennessee circuit through Memphis, like Arkansas, northern Mississippi, um, as Ethan Willis and the Long Goners, and and we were we we're we were rocking it. We we yeah, we were playing two to three times a week. Uh, and whenever my son was born, I played a few months after his birth, and then I just made the decision of just taking some time off yeah. with it, you know. And then uh, May of 2017, so he was born April Fool's Day of 16. Okay. So he was a, a year old. Yeah. 
And um, I just made the decision. I was like, when we got back here, I wanted to take a little time off and uh, really didn't play any live shows. I played some open mics and stuff like that. But um, whenever I started working downtown, I just I couldn't stand being around the music anymore and not doing something. So I met Dave. Dave really pushed me to you know, get back into writing and stuff like that. I feel like that we kind of pushed each other in a sense. And um, I don't know. It's just, it's it's weird how things work like that, you know? Yeah, and I actually remember, um, cause, you know, I've known Dave for years, and he's one of the right. reasons that I got, that I moved down here and stuff. And obviously met Tyler through Dave, met, right, we all know each other. We're like a cool crew. But I remember um, something that Dave, Dave was doing, especially early on when I first moved down here, is he was really showing me what he was working on. And there was one... Um, the first song I think you two wrote together was uh, "What Changed," yeah. right? Yeah, "What Changed." What changed, and you <laughs> and you guys touched upon some stuff that was down in Mississippi where you grew up. Yep. Some stuff that's up near the other Philly. Uh, we'll call it Philly Number Two for right now, even though well, it is we, Philly. We call it the Little Philly. The little you call that the Little Philly? The li- uh, no, ours. <laughs> oh, ours, yours is the, ours I was is the Little say, Philly. That's some bad. That's Yeah, but um, as far as as um writing, when would you? Like, when were you, like, really starting to, like, get in on rights again, start doing the rounds, things like that? Um, You know, I've only been, as far as uh, writer's rounds go, I've I've only done maybe five writer's rounds. I've done a lot of open mics, and I've played a lot of shows as a full band with yeah. my band back from Memphis and stuff like that. So, in no way am I green to performing live, but um, I'm very green to writer's rounds, which I've picked it up. You know, it's second hand what, to me. What's so. it what's it like flipping the switch? And I know Tyler's talked about this too. The switch of playing a full band live show. Like you started out as as a in a rocking band and doing that to slowing it down with an acoustic guitar on stage with a few other people in front <laughs> of a sitting audience where everybody's supposed to be quiet. Well, I'll say this. Like so when you go from full band, like rocking out and you know that like if you mess up you've got a couple other guys to lean on that you know that they are spot on with playing. It's a little nerve-wracking in a sense. Like I said, at first, performing by yourself, acoustic is a is a little bit nerve-wracking. But once you get once you get a hold on it and really figure out um, and really memorize, like muscle memory is a huge thing with with singing and playing guitar at the same time. Your body just you play these songs so many times that your body just automatically goes goes to those notes. Yeah. It's just it's. I don't know what it is. It's just a thing with musicians. That's just what happens. It's muscle memory. Yeah. So. No, absolutely. See, I don't know how to play the guitar. I have no musical ability. Like even Coda Bear can find his way through picking a couple of chords on a guitar. Like <laughs> yeah, I can't. that's because of a video game, though. So it, it is a video game. He's such a fucking shout out, Rocksmith. He's such a fucking millennial, you know, like this <laughs> fucking guy. But um, but no, that's something that that I sitting back. I mean, I go to a lot of those things and. There's got that's got to be pressure. The spotlight's on you, you know, and and the, res- so. and the response on at certain rounds, like when you've got some some big name people in the audience and things like that, like people are listening for lyrics. They're really gonna analyze and dig deep into the song. I know Tyler does that when we're out because 
I'll try to like whisper something to him or whatever, and Tyler's like, sh- like Tyler's really, really oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, even like a like live band shows, like don't talk to me because you're you're like, analyzing. I'm in, I'm in the music. I'm in a zone because you're analyzing how how the drums are mixed with say the bass and the guitar and all that for the live band show, and then lyrically at the writers' rounds and melodically, you're you're really paying attention as right. somebody well, that participates like in that craft. For me, like it's like when I played football, like I zoned everything out. Like I would. I would ask my parents, I was like, were y'all even like cheering tonight? Like, right. they were like yeah, like it was like, black out. When yeah, you're in that moment, your you're like, rolling. Yeah. It's like a horse in a race. Like you have the blinders on and it's that. And yeah. like, yep. you know, um, especially at a rider's round, that's like, yeah. I don't know. That should just be a given for a lot of people. And I feel like most people are show up for the support. Obviously yeah. that's great. Thank you for showing up for the support and everything like that. Um, but I feel like a lot of people show up just, just to drink and say that they were there. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like for me, like there's a lot of times whenever I go to a show or a, you know, a writer's round or something. And even when I'm running sound, like there's moments where like, I look around and I'm like, Oh shit, there's other people here. Like, <laughs> right. I out and especially like, when you're, when you're running sound, you got your, you got your in-ears in or you got your cans on. And yeah. Like even, yeah, I mean, most really of the time I don't even have those on. Like, it's just like, it's me and the band still, yeah. you know? Yeah, now what's cool about this town, obviously, a lot of great songwriters here, and, and you've had the opportunity to write with some cool people ah. and um, and and getting to meet some cool people within the songwriting community. And like tonight, for example, over at Whiskey Jam, it's the 50 Egg Takeover, which is really cool. And that's a group that you and I have talked about that's just like a fun group to watch and do all, all right. that. What's it like as somebody that's getting back into it now? learning and getting to meet people like i know you're close with t phillips and a lot of those guys what's it like being around and kind of soaking up the the songwriter lifestyle and what it's like to be a songwriter here in town it's a completely different lifestyle like 180 well three 360 compared to what i i used to do in music um it is maintaining an image where you don't look bad around people um it is um, faking it till you making it. <laughs> yeah, like just yeah, having that confidence. Looking professional, acting professional. You know the questions. You know all the right answers. I mean, just in case if you're ever in in that setting with someone, because like hang, hanging out with Taylor, um, he's introduced me to so many people. Yeah, like Jer- like he introduced me to Jeremy Bussey the other night. He's introduced me to uh, God, what's his name, uh, Bobby Penson. And it's just, I feel like if I was like extremely green and did not know what to say, sorry, I'm, I'm fidgeting no, over you're here. Giving producer if, Tyler there heart attack. Y'all heard that clicking? It was Ethan fidgeting. <laughs> I feel like I, you know, if I didn't know what to say or you know how to act or something like that, that these people would look at me like I was just, you know, like like Taylor. Who are you hanging out with? Yeah. You know, there's a lot of things you have to learn. And a lot of ways that you have to know how to act, you know, and you're not faking it. It's just the fact of the matter of when you're a professional, you act like a professional. Yeah, no, absolutely. And that's something in this town, it's such a small town. Right. It's a fa- it's the fastest growing city in the country. There's a lot of freaking people here, but everybody in terms of music seems to know everybody kind of thing. Nope. So whether you're downtown, midtown, you got to, got to kind of, uh, kind of behave yourself a little hey, give bit me a shot of that. and stuff. 
You started out with a shot of milk, then you finished the glass of milk. Now we're on a bottle of Captain Morgan. Uh, you can tell it's Whiskey Jam Night here in Nashville, Tennessee. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Oh, God. And uh, Ty- Tyler's asking for a swig as well. You, you crazy bastards. But um, Captain Morgan. Now going. Now going back to um, your early days. Something that I didn't notice when I was looking that I I didn't even realize it was on Spotify. I'd heard the song a bunch of times. But you go back to, to your Long Goners days where it's yeah. like Southern Country Grunge, whatever your motto was. Southern Grunge. Southern Grunge. Um, the, uh, the song Camo and Ammo. What, hold on. Can you say that one more time for me? Camo and Ammo. No. Say, no. Camo and Ammo. And your Yankee voice. Camo and Ammo. Camo and Ammo. Camo and Ammo. <laughs> Sound like Siri over there. <laughs> Camo and Ammo, son. Camo and Ammo. That's right. Uh, was that one of the first songs you wrote? Uh, negative. First song I ever wrote. Like by myself. Uh, God, what was the name of it? Oh my goodness! Um, it was a song called "New Girl." New girl. Yes. Where was that? We were watching the TV show at the time. Negative. Yeah. It wasn't even thought of. <laughs> negative ghost shot. I love it. Green and negative. Those are <laughs> Ethan's two words. <laughs> um, so no, that was no, that was not about the TV show. Was, I wrote the song about like. I was trying to think of like, oh, what is a real experience that I've ever had in my life that I can write about? And I was still young at this time. I was, I was thinking I was like 18 years old. Yeah. And uh, I was like, what is this something, you know, that really touched me? I'm like, oh, what about like when the new girl, like there's a new girl that comes to school. Everybody wants to know, oh, where are you from? Why did you move here? You know, all yeah. that. So that's what I wrote the song about. Yeah. It's funny so, how like the new girl shows up to school and immediately like every person is like, oh, I got a chance. Oh, exactly. Yeah. That's why I wrote like, it. I got a clean slate. You're I got like, a chance. None, exactly. She has no idea know what kind of person I actually I am. am. <laughs> I oh, have man. a chance again. Like, you know, like all the other people are like still and all in the class, especially like going to high school. Probably, well, you went to a little bit bigger high school than I did, I think. But yeah. like, there was like 40 people in my class, man. Like we knew everything about everybody. <laughs> yeah, we were a little bit bigger. A little bit bigger. Oh, but that but, that's that's awesome though, dude. So were you so that song now you fast forward you <laughs> fast forward eight years, uh seven, eight years, whatever it is. Um let's compare that to the songs you're writing now. Oh, okay. What a difference, right? Or were you happy there with it? There is a difference, most definitely. But at the same time, if I took that song and sat down for forty five minutes with it. Like the concept around that song is a really great concept. Yeah, no, like, it is just absolutely. Sitting, I'm sitting back I'm just, thinking about it, I'm, I'm like, just, wow, yeah, <laughs> well, yeah like, not <laughs> dumb. Ethan <laughs> was writing uh, bangers even out of the songwriting womb. Yeah, yeah. So you talk about that. What's it like growing up around all the music stuff and and being a Willis? Your dad, Papa Willis. He he, like you were saying, he he did the music thing. Yeah, he's he's done some cool stuff. You know, he he had a bunch of uh, back in the '90s. My dad was in Nashville when my mom went into labor with me really as a songwriter and he had a lot of uh he had a lot of songs on hold he had song on hold by the dixie chicks joe diffie george Strait. but my dad back then the songwriting thing wasn't a big thing it wasn't popular everybody wanted to write their own stuff and perform their own stuff and you know not knocking my dad for singing or anything like that but he just he didn't have it with 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 his voice you know he didn't have the right branding and stuff like that, and he was so set in his ways. I mean, we're small town, dude. There's he was like that lifestyle was drilled in his head, so uh, he didn't really want to change, and he didn't want to give his stuff away like that. But now, this day and time, like what he pounds in my head is, if someone wants your song, you sign it over <laughs> to them for the right amount of money. <laughs> you yeah, know? yeah. 
That's 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 got to be something cool though, and I know you've got the little guy. Lo- love your little guy, by the yep, way, Clayton little, David. Little Clayton David. That's my and boy. What, what's really funny about what's really cool about um, when I've gotten to go on uh, go on rides with you guys and uh, and things like that is um, you'll put on certain songs, and um, we'll talk about uh, your connection to your buddy what's, Michael Hardy. One that he always says. Oh God! Uh, he loves God's country. Right. He loves whiskey glasses. Line them up. He has no idea what he's singing about. <laughs> but he's all. like, line them up, line them up. He loves God's country, man. That's and then, his old, most, and then that's old, favorite song. And then Old Town Road. He's gonna grow up. Oh, first, what? He's gonna grow up in, in with different influences, just like yours. They might not you, be the same influences, right. but they're gonna be different. Exactly. Which brings something to the table. You know, it's that's something that's uh, that's pretty dope and cool. But what's that like? You're the son of a songwriter. <laughs> he's the son of a songwriter. What's that feel like to be a part of? Clayton David has taken to it a lot quicker than I did. Well, I say that. I don't know what I was saying at three years old. <laughs> yeah. so, but, um, um, you know, I really love seeing him already knowing, like, melody. Like, listen to the song so many times. He can already hear a melody. He can sing it back to me, you yeah. know? And it, that just that means so much to me as a singer-songwriter to see my son and to actually see that my gene pool like flowed over <laughs> into him. And I'm yeah. like, yes, he's going to be a, a freaking prodigy. Yeah, you know? no dude. It, and it is, it is really cool. And even songs that we'll hear on the radio, like he was singing the, um, the new chase rice song, just like random songs. He'll just pick up on it. You don't even realize that he's yep. listening. It just shows that he's advanced for a little guy. I'm yep. telling you, Clayton David, he's coming 20. What would it be? It'd be like 2030, 2038. Let's just 2038. Say that. Cause yeah, that's, that's why that's 19 years. I'm going to make him work for it too. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. You know, that's, that's one thing that my dad, so my dad didn't know. He never made a music, never had a cut, never had a yeah. song on the radio, anything like that. And he like apologized to me. Once. I told this story earlier to Jake and um, our, our buddy Jesse LaBelle, I believe, was on the podcast yeah. a while back. So we wrote with him today, and I was telling them this story. My dad apologized to me a while back for saying, oh, I'm sorry I didn't have one of those song cuts. I'm sorry I didn't let one of them go. And I, told him, I was like, Dad, stop. You know, Because you didn't do that, I'm having to work my way through the trenches, and I'm making so many relationships, yeah. meeting so many people. And I'm able to show all these people how genuine and how humble I actually am yeah. as a person instead of something just being handed to me. Yeah, instead of being, instead right. of being the next Willis. Right. You know? And I'm not knocking someone that was given better opportunities than me because that's amazing. That means that their father or mother worked for whatever they did, yeah. you know, and the offspring is benefiting from it. So, yeah. which, which is you know? pretty cool. Now, you talk about relationships. And you've known this guy since back in back in the Mississippi days. There's something cool coming out of the West Tennessee Mississippi market right now, and one of those guys is your boy Hardy. That's what the four by four is for. <laughs> so talk about. So you've known you've known Hardy for a while now. Uh, what was what was it like growing up or coming up in the music scene where he was coming up? Another one of our good buddies, Clint Reynolds. Like hey. you've, you've got some guys that Shout are out Clint. Doing, yeah that you that you grew up with, and now they're doing it in this town so it's really weird how how like so me and me and michael i call him michael like <laughs> i know him as michael hardy yeah um i'll call him hardy for everyone that's listening so for me and hardy me and hardy we weren't best friends we weren't close friends i'm not gonna make up some huge story about how we were all best of buddies went fishing yeah. together no none of that ever happened but our town is very small and I know a lot of Hardys, and I know that he knows my last name. And in Philadelphia, that's how a lot of the stuff, like a lot of how I know you and you know me goes is 
last names, you know. Yeah, somebody so, went to school with somebody. Right, somebody exactly. Knows somebody. Now, they're, you know some of the Willis's. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. his, right. his mom's a nurse. His right. dad's a teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So pretty much what, how this all happened was, um, so I remember Michael Hardy from when I was, when I was a kid. Um, I played a lot of sports at Northside Park. And uh, so whenever I moved back to Mississippi um, after living in Memphis, I moved back and I played drums in a cover band called Detour, which is where I met Clint. And um, Clint like reintroduced me to Michael at, at the fair, at the Neshoba County Fair one year. And this was when Michael... Um, I believe this was right before his move to Nashville or either like right when he had moved. It may have been the summer of his move to Nashville to, to be a songwriter. So of course I was like, like wild by him. I was like, Oh dude, like we should write sometime. He was like, and I had put some stuff out on, um, God, what's the name of it? SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Yeah. Yes. I'd put some stuff out on SoundCloud. Yeah. And that was the thing then, you know, yeah, you, oh, put, yeah, you put songs on SoundCloud, you could record it right there on there and post it. So I'd put some originals on. He was like, oh, dude, I'd, you know, I guess he had listened to some of my stuff. I'm not sure. And he was like, yeah, we can write. Of course, we never wrote. He was way bigger than I'd ever thought of, of being. And he, that is one guy that has worked his tail, no, I'm sorry, his ass off. And God, God's country today just went number one. Right. That's another number one for him. That's like three or four now. And he deserves every single bit yeah. of it, dude. He has worked his ass off with through the trenches. He's made a name for himself. He's a good dude. Like, even today, like... He doesn't have to pay me any, any like mine. He doesn't even have to show me, you know, anything. But he's interested in, in, you know, the stuff that I'm doing. He's giving me advice. He's giving me pointers on songwriting. And he's keeping me pumped up and telling me, dude, don't give up. Like, keep going. It's worth it. It's going to pay off. Like, that's that's one thing that I really, really like about that dude. He's humble. Yeah. Oh, so. he, he really is. And uh, I think I've met him maybe once, and it was in passing after a late night in Midtown. So I haven't really gotten to know him like you've known him. But um, also, speaking of that, the way that this town works with networking, how it how interesting and different is that from other places? Like, you literally have conversations just <laughs> sitting over sitting over a beer at 2.30 in the morning at Red Door. Or and cookout. Or, co- <laughs> or at cookout. That's where a lot of our conversations happen. Shout out to cookout. But, um, but like, it's just... That that style, like that's your office. That's where you work and network. That's crazy. That's one thing that I, I preach. I try to preach to my fellow songwriter and artist friends is that <clears throat> going out and networking. That's a huge part of making it in this business. And it, you know, if you if you were to go out, sit at a table every Monday night at Whiskey Jam throughout the year, just one night out of the week, and people see your face. They're going to recognize your face. They're going to know who you are. They may not know your name, but they're going to see you. I can't tell you how many times I, I know, who, like John Wood. I know who John Wood is. Yeah. I know who he is. He doesn't know my name. I've passed by him a million times and I see him and I'll <laughs> nod my head yeah. at him. You know, it's just, it's the gentleman thing to do. Yeah. I've never walked up and introduced myself yet. You know, I just, timing is, timing is everything. Yeah. But it's just the recognizing. Right. And then, and then right. once your stuff's out, you're like, oh, that guy put out stuff. Let's see what he's got. It's right. another way exactly. people that want to check out your stuff. And, and it's just, it's crazy how it works in this town. That's what I preach to my friends is going out networking. And that's one thing I was told at a very young age is, um, well, I said at a very young age, well, at, as a very young songwriter in Nashville. So within the last two years, I was told, if you want to make it in this town, you have to go out every single night. 
Which I don't. We don't yeah. go out every single night. I mean, there, there was there at was least str- once a week. There was there a were, good there two were, or three weeks. There, there, there was like a month stretch where I wasn't going to bed until six a.m. and I don't yeah. even drink. We were we were we were killing it. <laughs> But yeah, yeah what would you have on that, Tyler? I was going to say, like, with that, like, you know, I went to college here um, to a small Christian university. I'm not going to name it, but, um, <laughs> you know, like, the, the thing about it is, like, I've made, I've been out of school now for a little bit over a year. I've made 20 times the friends and contacts and, like, done probably 100 times as far as like where my career has gone since being out of that college and being able to go to the bars and being able to right. go drink and have a beer with a friend and meet somebody over a beer yep. and stuff like that. Then the five years that I was at, at that a college. university where the whole goal of the university is to network and get right. a job. And dude, think <laughs> about this. I thought about this the other day. Think about if we didn't have whiskey jam, if we didn't have revival, if we didn't have bus call, if yeah, we didn't have, imagine that world. No, yeah, that's a dark like, world. Th- do you, do you like what, what would we be Somebody doing? Somebody in Nashville <laughs> would come along and pave that road eventually. I, I don't know. I, I don't totally know though. But, but if that idea, but if but if those like staples, because then you have why not Wednesday that was built off of that. Right. You have, like, all a lot of that of was built things. like a whiskey jam. Whiskey jam's the OG. Like as yeah, far as like seven eight the years, concert I believe. Yeah. series yeah. goes. Like whiskey jam's the OG, and I've yet to play whiskey jam. Shout out Ward. You should get me on there. Um. <laughs> <laughs> now we'll talk about quick one of those um, one of those events that you mentioned. Bus call. Now you can play. What's you that? To, what's that? Yeah, what's that? That's what everybody's asking after after watching you play because you fucking dude. Thank you, man. It was awesome. I got I Thank got you. to sit in and and watch some of the rehearsals and stuff, and I've been out on the road with you um, and seen some cool things. But to see you do that, and I was asking Tyler. It's funny. I called Tyler after the show because <laughs> Tyler does this for a living, where he goes out and he's he's a sound guy. He's out with the Muscadine Boys now and out playing shows around, go working shows around the country. So he got to watch you, and I was like, Tyler, what what'd you genuinely think of Ethan? And what'd you say? I was like, you know what? Like, he killed it. Like, y'all were tight. <laughs> you know, like, that was probably one of the best bus calls I've seen. You know, I've been to quite a few Dude, of them. Dude, thank you. Yeah, like, the rock. Means a lot to me. Because, again, he's sitting there. He's, he, he knows what good acts sound like. Oh, and working sound yeah. on, And working sound on Broadway, sometimes you know what bad acts sound like. You get stuck working Most that. Most definitely right. know what a bad act sounds like. <laughs> I will say, for it for that to be my first full band live show in three years? Two and a half? No, about two and a half yeah. years, actually. Um, I may have lied on stage accidentally. Um, but... <laughs> First full band show in two and a half years, I definitely knocked some dust and some rust off of myself, but I feel like I did really good. You did. You did you like, did you did do really good. And what was really cool about that too is um it's cool when you something cool about this town too is make meeting people and, and developing relationships and friendships and then kinda like coming on the up and up together. And somebody right. that you're doing that with right now who's also on that show is Miss Carly Rogers. Hey, another another, another friend of the program for I think that's back in episode three or four. So to be we got to be there and watch Carly and then and then Dazi came on and then you popped on and it was it was cool like to know three acts in a row and watch you guys all crush it. Right. It was like it was perfect. Like I didn't I didn't get to see the the acts that went first and second um i did get get to meet sammy super cool dude but like it was like saw the crowd with carly and then it was like boom dozzy and it was just like <laughs> crowd yeah like crowd they're crowd. here let's keep them here and yeah. then like I, I walk in from outside and somebody it may have been dave or somebody was like hey dude this is their last song you need to go get ready and i was like 
oh, all right, let's let's do this. Like yeah. I, I'm I'm ready to feel that feeling again. Like let's get let's get back on the stage. How did it feel to like walk up on that stage and know <laughs> that like at least like two thirds of that place was there for you, dude? Yeah, dude, like that's, we we had we had a big crowd in the house. You just you gave me chills saying that, dude, because uh, I've never had support like this before. My my work family, my industry family, everyone that I met in Midtown going to Whiskey Jam, like even people that weren't able to make it. There was people that weren't able to come that are coming on the 18th, and it's just like I I, I was spe- I was literally speechless, dude. Like listen, like look when I got off stage, I had like 45 or 50 notifications of people tagging me and stuff, yep. like requests of people I didn't even know that were tagging me, like it. Dude, I'll be honest. I'm a big baby, and whenever things like that happen for me, I cry. I, yeah. When I left oh, yeah, with dude. my buddy, and and that's why I left. Like I left with my best friend Zach. I've been best friend yeah. with him for like ten years. When it struck, we went to Will Higgins with Clinton. I had me a nice little cry on the way over there, dude. It felt good that's to awesome, have that support. That, dude. that is that is awesome. So now you brought up something. What's going on, on the 18th? Tell the people. Uh, playing Nash Noise at the back corner with um, I don't even think the lineups announced yet. I don't know if I should say anything. When will this? It's usually a week of thing. Where right. They'll, where they'll announce. Okay. It. So yeah. So it's me, Juju, Capagrossi again. Okay. So me and Juju get another chance to pack another you place. Juju, out. there you go. Uh, Josh Wolf. Uh, and there's okay. a couple other ladies on there. I cannot remember their names. I'm sorry. Um, but that's gonna be a, that's gonna be a really sick show. Yeah, we we went and saw Henry play there few months ago remember i've heard yeah. that place is awesome it's it's, it's a really cool place i've seen quite a few shows there uh it's a really cool place they got a really good sound system it, in there it, a really good good vibe yeah it's set up like almost like a nightclub where there's like a balcony and it is like a all nightclub that. after it, it, you get all like after y'all get done yeah. they literally bring a dj in they've got <laughs> like they start dress coding the shit out of everybody yeah really? dude <laughs> Guys. So we're gonna we're gonna be in there with big like I was in there we were in there together and I put a lip uh, I packed a fat lip of Copenhagen and people were looking at me like what the fuck is this oh guy? yeah Matt and I were definitely <laughs> fish out of water that night but now back uh, we'll we'll be bringing the country in on that on the 18th man we'll I be wish bring, I could we'll be, be bringing the, the, the country oh, yeah. crowd will be Hell there yeah. oh yeah just dude that's gonna I I and like there again it's just like every show I know that I'll get better and better and better. So like I'm kind of sad that I don't have another full band show booked after the 18th. Well, so let's get on it. Let's get you one. Oh, yeah. Seriously, yeah, just, we're we're gonna work on it's, it. It's it's gonna it's gonna start. It's I know gonna start after the single again. comes. Yeah. So talk about that real quick. The single. Oh my gosh. It drops. Uh, we're recording this on Monday the 8th. It drops on Friday the 12th, yes. and uh, this will be airing on uh, on Monday the 15th. Yeet. Talk about that single. You talked about you getting to write with some cool people. You wrote that with uh, two guys that we know from a little group Dude, called uh, 641. it's crazy because like, where we're sitting right now at, the, at, at Dave and Jake's, literally right there, if you look right across this little parking lot, that balcony right there at, at the other apartment yeah. is where Warm the Whiskey was written. No shit. Right there, dude. If you look out that window, it was written right there. No shit. Yeah, so who was, our, our, who our, was living who was living there? Austin G and Brooks Hoffman. Oh shit. They were both living. No yep, way. they live wow. there together. And uh so Logan introduced me to them. They it was before they were really anything. They had a they had a pretty good following. Yeah. They had an EP out and they were playing um some places in Jackson and Martin. Kentucky. And, Kentucky, and, yeah. right. Oh, and they had, they were playing like Belcourt Taps here and stuff like that. But, you know, they weren't what they are today. And literally just hit them up. I was like, hey, let's write one. I, I got a course. Came to them with this course of Warm of the Whiskey. And um, we sat down, wrote a 
verse and a chorus, or wrote a verse and wrote the melody for the chorus, <clears throat> and came back. We rescheduled another write and wrote the second verse, and now a year and let's see, what's today's date? Today's the eighth of July. Eighth of July. So we wrote it January of eighteen. Oh shit! Yeah, that song's been sitting for a minute. It's been over a yeah. year that it's been sitting. And, so I got uh, to see them this weekend, and uh, they're sick. It was a great set, like high energy, great show. But they actually opened up with that song, and that is such a great opener. It, 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 yeah, what's it like? It you, got, you, got, you got a, you, you're, you got a um a group like that that's going around and playing playing the festival circuit. Got some big opening gigs. They were up in our neck of the woods with freaking Brantley Gilbert. Like there, that was an arena show. Yeah, oh yeah, that was at the the um Hard Rock right. up in uh, up Atlantic. in Atlantic City. Yeah. Um, but what um what's that feeling like for you? Dude, it's, it's it's surreal, and I know you probably have to wrap up and stuff like that on this, but I'll just, I'll... Uh, no, we good. I'll, no, you take as much time as you want oh, with this okay. single, because this single is, it's awesome, and I remember hearing the different versions of it to see, All that what's that like stuff. for you, because Camo, the, Camo and Ammo, so, Camo and Ammo, uh, that was... Camo and Ammo. That was, reco- <laughs> was that recorded in Nashville, or was that in Memphis? No, that was in Memphis. That was in Memphis, so this is your first process as a writer and as an artist, yep. putting out a song in Nashville. What was that process like of... You hear the work, your work tape to demo to second version demo, Dude, third version, fourth crazy. version. This, this, we this. didn't even have a work tape of it. We didn't have a work tape. Really? Yeah, we had a, a like a thirty second video that was on Instagram that a bunch of people liked and they posted on their page and stuff, and everybody freaked out over it whenever we all posted it. Everybody loved the song, <clears throat> and then uh, six forty one kind of took it because that song is more it's more of a rocky yes. style of song. Yeah. And what 641 has out is more of a pop country. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it really didn't fit what they were putting out at the time, which, you know, I totally understand as a songwriter. Um, but to have them playing that song live, opening it, opening with it, and all those people getting to hear it, because I know that one day they're going to be like, I've heard this song before. Yeah. like, and I, I, and I know that people love it, but just, I don't know, the whole process in that song and writing it the the time length of how long it, it sat it's just it's crazy and that was uh ross ross yeah that, ross right? copley he produced great it. dude i got to meet him for the first time uh over at bus call great freaking dude that's my boy yeah that's, he, a, that's he, a good dude and again making making connections in everything that i wanted in that song he he was like right, yeah and you wanted happen. and you get particular and tyler no gets particular about certain guitar riffs and melodies and style of guitar because he is a guitar player you came up as a drummer right so there's certain times with the drum with the drum thing that's why that's how i write like my writing is very percussive yeah that's why i, I love melody structure there's a lot of so. times where like i start out a ride and i'm just like oh yeah absolutely. and that's like that's how i start the song and like i go to that and then i might go to chords later and i love to beatbox too so yeah like, my beatboxing with like what is beat what is your beatboxing sound like? Pretty sick. What there you go. Make me feel like uh, Andy Austin did turkey calls. Ethan Willis does beatboxing. I like it. I like it. I like where we're at right now. That's uh, that's awesome, man. So, warmer than whiskey drops on July twelfth. July twelfth. We've been waiting for it. All uh, digital platforms. Finally, oh, all digital platforms. We know that for a fact. All digital platforms. Um, Shout out to uh, Matt Burrell for. For, for putting that up for me. <laughs> hey, friends friends help friends in time. Texting him frantically. I'm like, bro, we have to get this uploaded. Can, here's all my login. Can you upload this single for me? It sends me a screenshot with a green check mark. You're good to go, buddy. I'm like, oh, my God, thank you. 
But for, Matt, for the, yeah, that's Matt. That's Matt for us. Like I send him all these files and stuff. Like Matt's I'll, the road dog. Matt, well, just, not, Matt's he's not the even homie. the road dog. He's just the guy that like I'll like finish this up and I'll bounce it out and I'll put it in the Google Drive and I'll be like, hey, it's in the drive. You take care of all the other stuff. So he like he's the guy that writes like all the like the description script, and puts it in the tags, right? labels. Yeah, yeah. I'm the one that handles all the back end shit. He edits, makes it sound good and stuff. Um, but yeah, man, congratulations on, you, uh, on all that stuff. Now we got two things we can do right here. Either we can put a guitar in your hand right now and have you play, if you want to play the new single, if you want to play another one that you've written, you do that real quick, or we can throw on the MP3 at the tail end of this. So do you want to play live and have people hear you live and get a Coda Bear who just walked in finally, uh, can get a nice uh, pretty video of you? He was busy trying to sue your parents. He's busy, yeah, <laughs> freaking Kyle over there with his, uh, with his damn Hey, how's that hand doing this week, bud? Oh boy, yeah. yeah Ky- Coda pulled a Kyle. <laughs> he was punching some drywall earlier in the week. <laughs> it was wood. It was wood. It was wood. So, but what do, wanna, what do you want to? What do you want to do? You want to? You want to play as a tune, or you want to? Um... What do you want? Well, Dude, what, no, I want to hear that. I want to hear that. Uh... Mississippi. Yeah. I want to hear Mississippi. Yeah. Can you play uh, Mississippi right now with the milk in you? I think you can. With milk in me. I think you can. <laughs> That sounds so bad. With a shot, with a shot of uh, oh, shot of milk. Oh goodness Was gracious! Was that two percent there, Arch? Two percent. Two percent. Oh jeez. Ooh, skim milk. Okay. We're getting we're getting a little healthier. We're getting a little loose. Uh, but so, what do you you want to play? You want to play as a tune, or you want to um, you want to just throw the file in the end? I think I'm gonna leave the live stuff to uh, the 18th. That'll give some. Give, okay. Oh yeah. Give the All people, right. you know. All right. So warm you, gotta, up. you gotta come see me on the 18th to hear Mississippi. All right. Hell yeah. That sounds good. That's gonna be over at the back corner with um with the artist noise war management folks. Uh, right. That's an awesome showcase. Very excited for that one. And uh, yeah, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for jumping no in problem. last minute. We've been um, talking about it for a minute. Dude, I do have, have to say <laughs> that I am disappointed, in Ethan. Here, why? Because he was rocking this beautiful like. Shadow camo Atlanta Braves hat, and now he's went to this ugly ass Yankees hat. The dude's a winner. The dude's no, a winner. I like can I this say, camo better. The dude's okay, a winner. But the other if camo- I could, like, oh, maybe we can take, <laughs> maybe we can like take a black sharpie and make this New York an A. An a for, dude, I love for it to get that ugly thing off that hat. I will buy you <laughs> hey, an Atlanta hey, Braves camo hat. Second best record in baseball. Second highest winning percentage yeah, in baseball. Yeah. They're having a damn Whatever. good year. Also, real quick. You're from Philadelphia, Mississippi. I brought you a treasure from uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. It was a cheesesteak. I was Is this from the famous Wawa? That is from the famous Wawa. Shout out to Wawa up in Woodbridge, New Jersey. Also, I want to give a shout out to oh, my friend. Oh, I saw real quick, Bucky's for real, the first time real this quick, weekend. I'm going to get my a little friend, bite. I'm going to get a little yeah. bite while we're here. Yeah. One bite, everybody knows the rules. Um, <laughs> there you go. Ooh, sour cream. Oh, yeah. Taste, but um, shout out to Good my stuff. friends, uh, Brian Kelly and uh, Corinne. They got married. They used to let me sleep on their couch. And they actually have a podcast as well that they do. My buddies Bob and Spencer. It's called Shooting the Shibby. Check that one out. But it was an awesome wedding. They had a mosh pit at their wedding. We moshed at the That's end of their sick. wedding. It was, it was wild. I was, Irish wa- cat- I was watching the Snapchats, and I was like, two Wait. guys like rap battling, and all I see a little, little kid run across <laughs> with a bottle in his mouth. I'm like, what is going on? Uh, it's a Jersey Irish Catholic wedding, so shout out to those guys. But anyway, Ethan Willis Music, right? Socials. Ethan Willis music on Instagram and uh, you have on Facebook. Facebook. It's just Ethan Willis. Yeah, so you can find him. Find him on there. Make sure you get the new single. We'll be spinning it here in a second. Also follow us in the round podcast at in the round podcast on Instagram. In the round on Facebook. Websites coming together. YouTube is at in the round. Uh, just a wandering Tyler uh, and at Matt Burrill. You guys can follow along with us now. Without further, you got one last thing, Tyler. Yeah, shout out to Brandon, the Golden Retriever. 
He uh, he's working <laughs> on the website. No, for real. Did you not see that Snapchat today? He looks like a golden retriever. Jesus Christ. For real. We'll talk about that in a second. But uh, thank you guys for listening. Subscribe, review, comment. Let us know what you think. And make sure to check out the awesome debut Nashville single from singer-songwriter Ethan Willis, Warmer Than Whiskey. It is dropping. It is going to be out by the time you hear this. So no So glad I have a noise gate on this so they don't hear that. Shout out to the three amigos, Jake Summers and Kenan Vitolo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also shout out Jake Arch and Dave Hangley for letting us use their space. We will be in the studio. We got ourselves a house, brother. It's going to be a good day. Dude, we do have a house. We move in Wednesday. We move in like two days. I'm You're going to live with me. How do you feel about that? You're going to live with me. How do hey, you feel hey. about that? I can, I can totally take you in a fist fight, so I'm fine hey, with I'm, that. I'm still coming over, and we're still having our daily mat whooping. Oh, that's oh, I'll, I'll, I cannot but wait. Any, but anyway, warmer than whiskey, here is Ethan Willis. Thank you guys for listening to the In the Round podcast. Meow. You got me thinking lately I could use a shot of you So throw away all the maybes Don't think twice, girl, you're the proof Cause I got a four by four with an open door If you wanna hop on in So I can pull one more Make three or four, yeah, girl yeah, you're cooler than a Carolina coastline Riding with the top back in Myrtle Sweeter than a down-home fresh brewed ice cold glass of mama sweet iced tea You're more beautiful than a Colorado sunrise At the top of Pikes Peak But girl, I admit the best way to say Sweeter than a down home fresh brewed ice cold glass of mama sweet ice.